0: For, uh, for those who don't know, and I know there's a lot of people watching all over the world, and maybe you're just visiting with us today, just a couple of days ago, there was a, a storm on the lake right here, and one of the uh, aquatic vehicles, the ducks they call them, was uh, overwhelmed and, and sank, and, and uh, I believe it was, is it seven seventeen? Seventeen people uh, died, and uh, one of them was one of our own. I believe we have a picture of Brother uh, uh, Robert Williams and his, put up with Miss Judy. People may not recognize him without Miss Judy. <laughs> I'm just joking. I, uh, I'm just joking. Um, um Mother Robert and Miss Judy Williams, they've been with us for nine some years. They pastored up in Rhode Island and and were involved in the church there for ten years. And just uh, outstanding people. I hear a lot of amens and yeses. They are some of our core here. I'd take another 500 just like them. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway... uh, Brother Robert uh, did work for the Ducks some of the time, and he was on that uh, vessel. Now, it's been reported on national news that he was the driver, but uh, for those that know a lot about it, they don't believe that he was. And um, not not saying that a different driver would make any difference, but um, it's surprising how national news can be so wrong. I saw something a while back, something I happened to be privy to, and it was absolutely not true, what they published and said. But anyway, uh, we understand that they were drivers on land and drivers in the water, and he was, he was a, a land driver. But, but anyway, he, um, he went home to be with the Lord, and um, we're rejoicing with him. He wouldn't come back. Even if all of us pled with him.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: and soon and very soon, we'll join him. Yes, right. Sooner than you think. But uh, in um, uh, praying about this, when I heard it, I was out of town. I was actually in Kansas, and, and then I was headed to Florida, and of course it, it, it hit us and and our our hearts hurt for not only our own but for all those and a um, number of those are children that died and uh, there's just in this life there's a lot of pain and a lot of hard things and uh, I uh, I, I prayed about it and Phyllis did and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know sometimes you just don't need to say anything till you get something to say yes. Yes.
1: That's right.
0: you know and that's where I was for the last couple of days. I just didn't I didn't have anything to say but uh, I got something. Praise hallelujah. hallelujah. Right. The, the Lord gave me something and it's good. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. You ready to hear something good? (laughs) You too, huh? Praise God. Uh, we, we, We asked for words. Go to Deuteronomy, please. Deuteronomy 29. 29. You said you're believing with me. There's there's a lot to say and needs to be said the right way. I don't want to rush, so uh, you're with me, right? Deuteronomy 29, 29. It says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. That we may do all the words of this law. Young's literal translation says it like this. The things hidden are to Jehovah our God. And the things revealed are to us and to our sons to the age. Some things are revealed to us in this life and time. And some things are not. There's a whole lot we don't know. And a lot of these things we're not going to know in this lifetime. And it's this area of not knowing that the enemy tries to take advantage of. uh, The enemy tries to take advantage of our ignorance and confusion. And if you don't know, then he tries to convince you of something that's not true. And you don't know how to combat it because you don't know. The answer to that but what the Lord in praying about this what the Lord directed me is that we need to focus not on what we don't know but on what we do know hallelujah that's the title of this message what we know are y'all alright with that what we know because yeah, there's a lot of things we don't know. And you don't need to try to act like you know everything. And sometimes preachers and sometimes ministers and sometimes uh, Christians think they have to answer everything that people ask. There are times you just need to look and say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of things you don't know. But if you dwell on what you don't know, that's darkness. Yes. And it leads to further darkness. In Romans 8, they'll put it on the screen for us. Romans 8, uh, 6. Romans 8, 6 said to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Does it matter what you think on? Yes, it does. How much does it matter? It is a matter of life and death. Now, you can, you can have death working in you and not be dead physically. See, death can be working in your mind and in your body. Death is not just physical die, dying. But uh, I know uh, uh, back a few years ago, my dad went home unexpectedly. Unexpectedly and in less than ideal circumstances and it bothered me and those who have been around here you know I've talked about it but especially for the first few days afterwards it really bothered me and the Lord ministered to me aren't you thankful for the Lord for the Holy Spirit man he can, he can say one thing to you and just change change it around and and uh, I, I saw it like this. I saw in my mind. He showed me. He said, "Keith, there are two paths. Your mind can go down. On one one of those paths, there's nothing but pain and darkness. And you can cry till you got no more tears. And then what? And the more you think about that, and the more you go down that path, the more pain it's going to cause you." Hmm? But there's another path. <laughs> and if you think about those things, it'll minister peace to you. It'll minister strength to you. It'll help you overcome. It'll help you come out. If you let your mind go this way and continue to go this way day after day, you, you'll you be overcome. You can be incapacitated. You can get to the point where you don't want to live anymore. Does it matter what you think of? Yes. Do we have a choice about what we think of? Yes. Can we control what we think of? Yes. Now, the enemy will tell you you can't, but he's a liar. Yes. He's a liar. You can. Now, you know, wrong thoughts and, and bad thoughts can come to you many times in an hour. And it takes diligence to cast them down many times in an hour. And if you find that you've slipped up and you've sat there and you've thought about the wrong thing and it's hurting you and, uh, you know, when the moment you realize it, do something about it. Resist it and say, no, I resist that in Jesus' name. No. Change the channel. Come on here with me and get to talking about something else. Get to thinking about something else. And specifically what the Lord quickened to me is don't dwell on what you don't know. Focus on, think on what he's told us. What we know. And in his light, the psalmist said, we'll see more light. We'll get revelation. We'll actually get answers when you focus on what you know. But when you focus on what you don't know, you'll lose cognizance of things you should have known. Your, Your understanding gets darkened. It gets worse and worse and worse. You understand what what I'm talking about the Lord showed me? There are two paths. Your mind can go down. I can think about this and there's nothing but death and pain and sorrow and grief down that path. And if I'm wise, I won't let myself go down that path. I won't let myself stay on that mental path. There's another path. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life. Life. There are thoughts from God. His words contain his thoughts. And his thoughts are life. They are life. Have you ever had a thought that brought you down? That made you sad? Well, if a thought can bring you down... A thought can bring you up. Right? If a thought can minister death to you, a thought can minister life to you. If a thought can make you weak, a thought can make you strong. If a thought can make you hurt, a thought can heal you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) The Lord's already helping us. (laughs) Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. What the Lord said to me, there's a path that leads to pain, and there's a path that leads to peace. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me of that. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So, uh, what do we know? There's a lot we don't know. We're not going to talk about what we don't know. <laughs> You could fill the ocean with books on things you don't know. (laughs) That's not going to help us. Right? What do we know? This is one thing we know. God was not in that storm.
1: Mm
0: -mm. He was not in that storm storm how can you say that I'm about to tell you how I can say that I'm going to give you a scripture and a scripture and another scripture there was a wind that blew down on that lake they said it was what 70 something miles an hour and um, unexpected and not in their previous experience is God in every wind? No. Can the enemy be in a wind? Yes. He seeks to kill, to steal, to destroy. He's always looking for some opportunity and time to try to do something. And uh, 1 Kings 19:11 1 Kings 19:11 Concerning Elijah, he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and a strong wind rent the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But what? The Lord was not in the wind. After that, there was an earthquake. But what? The Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, there was a still, small voice, and God was in that. Is God in every wind and in every storm? There are people that will try to tell you he is. Don't you believe it? I said, don't you believe it? No. God did not send that wind to still kill, and destroy. That's the enemy. We know in the book of Job, uh, we won't necessarily read all the verses, but in Job 1, when the enemy was trying to build a case against Job, uh, and it said when Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord, verse 18, when Job's sons and daughters were eating and drinking in their eldest brother's house, verse 19, Job 1, 19, behold there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young men. And they're dead. Who did that? The Bible very plainly says. The next chapter, it says, when the enemy left, uh, you know, then he immediately smote Job with sore boils. The devil's the one who made Job sick. The devil's the one who caused this storm that killed his children. Hmm? True or not? Am I reading scriptures? Also, the scripture says in uh, Luke, the 8th chapter, and 23, Luke 8, 23. As they sailed, he fell asleep, Jesus, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. Now notice, when it came, when he was asleep. Can you see this? The enemy thought maybe he had a shot, he'd try to do something here. Even with Jesus on board. And a storm, just a sudden storm of wind came on the lake. And uh, uh, they were filled with water, were in jeopardy. And they came to him and woke him up, said, Master, Master, we perish. He arose, rebuked the wind and raging of the water, and they ceased and there was a calm. Now, if God the Father was in that storm, would Jesus have rebuked it? Huh? Is he rebuking what the Father's doing? If God is in every storm and in every wind, why in the world would Jesus rebuke what the Father's doing? No, Jesus said, the thief comes not, but for to steal and kill and destroy, I'm come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. No. What do we know? Help me out. God was not in that storm you believe it or not? This will help you. Because the enemy takes advantage of people's ignorance. Right? And people don't understand. Even preachers. Well-meaning sometimes. You know, we don't know why God did that, but his ways are mysterious. No. No. God was not in the storm. He wasn't in the storm and wind that killed Job's children. He wasn't in the storm that rent the rocks around Elijah. He wasn't in the storm that Jesus rebuked. Hmm? God was not in it. He wasn't in it. We know that. Hmm? Right? Okay, what else do we know? (laughs) There's a lot of things we don't know. We ain't talking about that. Right? <laughs> there you go. People ask you a bunch of things you don't know. You just say, I don't know that right now. Next subject. Yeah. Moving right along. That's right. Hmm? That's right. Why? Because to be carnally minded is death. If I get to thinking and talking on the wrong thing, it's going to minister pain to me. Mm-hmm. It's going to hurt me. I'm going to cry. I'm going to hurt. And when I get through, I'm not going to be any better off. That's right? Right? I will have hurt for no reason. Because the Lord's given me something else I can think about. To be spiritually minded. Or somebody say spiritually minded. Now there are spiritual things going on. You see the natural. But then there are things you don't see. And that's the thing that the Lord in praying about this. The Lord gave me something here. That really has blessed me. And I'm about to share it with you right now. Good. Good. You. Psalm 116. 15. Psalm 1615. Are you there? It's up on the screen. <laughs> what does it say? Horrible. In the sight of the Lord. Huh? Awful. What? Precious. In the sight of the Lord. Is the death. Of his saints. Verse 16 says. Oh Lord truly I am your servant. I am your servant. The son of your handmaid. You have loosed my bonds. <laughs> How bad does that sound? <laughs> Amplified. Listen to this. Amplified. Verse 15. Precious, important, and no light matter in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints, his loving ones. The message says it like this, verse 15. When they arrive at the gates of death, God welcomes those who love him. In praying about this, my heart hurting like yours, looking for an answer. First off, the Lord told me, you already know this. (laughs) Don't think about what you don't know. Think about what you do know. And then he reminded me of a couple of things. Phyllis and I, this must be uh, 15, 20 years ago now. We were were still in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We were driving down one of the main roads there in Tulsa, and it was uh, a four-lane. It was two lanes going this way, and it was a, a median, and it was two lanes opposite direction traffic. And we were just riding down the road, and pretty good speed, I don't know, maybe 60 miles an hour or something, talking, everything's fine. All at once we saw this dirt flying and stuff flying and we looked across the median and a, a vehicle is barreling at high speed coming up over the median headed straight for us. And I mean we're looking them in the eye almost and there, there's seconds, it seemed like it's less than seconds. And all we said was Lord and uh, Just in a brief moment before it hit us, it it turned. But the reason I bring it up is Phyllis and I remarked, it looked like we're about to go. And we had no fear. That was the thing that stood out to us is that we're like, she was like, I wasn't afraid. Were you? I said, no, I wasn't afraid at all. There was a presence There was a presence in the car with us. I know some years after that, I was learning how to fly, and I happened to be with this guy. Of course, when you don't know much, you don't know much. And <laughs> I was with a guy that had a lot of experience, but he was a bit wild in his flying, and I, I didn't know that, and I was just glad to be along for the ride, you know, and, and we were at a field, and... They came across the radio and said, be advised, you know, nobody's around if you want to do that trick. <laughs> I thought, trick? And he said, and he said uh, understand. And, and so we took off. Everything's fine. We weren't a few feet off the ground. He just banked sideways and goes straight off the runway. And and is heading at high speed straight toward a building. I mean, the building's up above us. We're in the middle of the building. It looks like in any moment you're going to hit that building. And the thing, you know what What hit my mind? I'm not afraid. What what went through your mind? It looked to me like we're about to crash and die. Now, maybe we weren't as close as I thought we were. Mm -hmm. But at the last minute, he pulled up and skimmed over the top of the building and did some poof. Nutty stuff, but when I when we we're barreling through the air at hundreds of miles an hour and I'm looking at building in the face, it looked to me like we're about to die. And the thing that stood out to me was, I'm not afraid. A presence was there. Said out loud, "Precious." Precious. In, the sight of the Lord in the sight of the Lord, is the death of His saints. He said when they arrive at the gates of death God welcomes those who love him Go to Psalm 73 For the child of God it's living that's scary (laughs) not dying (laughs) now you're laughing but there's a great truth in (laughs) it because of who's going to be there the Bible said concerning you know the rich man and Lazarus that when Lazarus died Angels carried him. Somebody was right there. When he uh, slipped out of his body. They were right there. Listen to this. Psalm 73. 23. He said, nevertheless, I am continually with you. Is he continually with us? Sometimes you... Don't sense his presence real strong. Other times you do sense his presence real strong. But even when you don't sense his presence, he's with you. Didn't he say, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Somebody say, he's with me. He's He's always with me. Always Always with me. He said, I'm continually with you. You've holden me by my right hand. Now, this has to do with death because he brings it up in the very next verse. Those who know him and all children, he takes their hand. (laughs) At that moment, he takes their hand. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. He said, verse 24 You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Hallelujah. The NIV says, you guide me with your counsel and afterward, at the end of this life, you take me into glory. I submit to you. Every believer and every child that that died in at the moment they died they weren't in the water they were in the glory they were no longer aware that they're in the water they're in the glory <laughs> hallelujah That's why I had to get here and tell you this this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I had to get here and tell you this. (sighs) Person after person who has died, believers, and come back. They said they saw a bright light. And they felt a presence at that moment. And the enemy will try to paint pictures of horror. And I'm not saying that in the beginning parts of it, there wasn't some fear and what have you. But immediately past that, at the moment where believers and young ones leave this life, there's no fear. There's no torment. He takes them by the hand. He is love. Hmm? Yes. And perfect love does what? When when he takes your hand. There was not a shred of fear in you. Not any inkling of dread. And, And the torment is from the fear. Fear has torment. When the fear is gone. No torment. No torment. And we need to know this. Because real soon, (laughs) he's going to take your hand. Is that right? (laughs) I'm telling you, for the child of God, death is no problem. It's living. It's living down here. This is where the fear is and the torment and the junk and the disease and demons and crazy people. Hey. Storms and accidents. and. But at that moment, when you're leaving here, and they tell us some 155,000 people will leave here today somewhere on the earth. Happens every day at the moment that a believer or a young one does, it's precious to the Father himself personally. It's precious to him that those that love him are transitioning out of this cursed place, coming to him to depart and be with Christ.
1: It's
0: far Better. True or not? True or not? So at that moment, the Lord reminded me. He said, you remember those two times that you thought you might die the next minute or so? And y'all remarked, I wasn't afraid. He says, because my presence was right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, when he's there, fear's gone. No torment. No vexation. So at that moment, they were wrapped, their spirits were wrapped in a cocoon of love and the presence and the power of God. And as they transitioned, they had no fear, no torment. And as believers, that's what we can look forward to. No matter how we go or when we go, that's what we can look forward to. Because we're his. Do you love him? Are you his? Then this is part of your inheritance. The Bible said. Let me die the death of the righteous. And let my last end be like his. Hallelujah. He said. uh, The Dewey translation. Listen to what it says. It says you have held me. By my. This is verse 24. Psalm 73 24. You've held me by my right hand. The Dewey translation. And by your will you have conducted me. And with the glory you have received me. Yes. He's received us with glory. That's why people say, I saw a bright light. Yeah. Yeah. I sensed this amazing love. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because he was there. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And there was no veil of the flesh to prevent you experiencing him. And there was no darkness of the earth. And so you experience him fully and you know it's him. And it wouldn't matter if you're on the other side of Mars. Huh? Or the backside of Pluto. If he's with you, what do you care? Right? You won't have an ounce of fear. Our dread, our vexation, our torment in His presence. Perfect love casts out all fear, and in His presence there's fullness of joy. Is it the Bible, saints? These things we know. Think on these things. Right. Come on, sit out loud. Think on these things. Think on these things. Think on these things. Don't let the devil vex you and torment you about what you don't know. Why this? Why that? Wonder this. Wonder that. What about? What if? What if it hadn't? What if it had? That's the enemy. Come on, are you listening to me? That's the enemy trying to torment you. And you do not have to let him do it. You can cast down imaginations. Is that right? And everything that exalts itself against what God has said. You can take every thought captive and make it obedient to what he said. Come on, say it out loud. I'm not, I'm not talking about what I don't know. I don't know. I'm, rejoicing I'm rejoicing over what I do know. I do know. I do know. I do know. Hallelujah. Now, it's, it's easier to do, we're all in here together, in this corporate anointing, but you can do it at home, too. You can do it at work, you can do it tomorrow, you can do it next week, can you? Can you? Come on, sit out loud, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. He said, thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. So don't let the devil paint these pictures of horror for you. When they actually transitioned, it was glorious. Hallelujah. The Father took them by the hand. Hallelujah. They saw his light. They felt his love. Hallelujah. And uh, somebody say, me too. (laughs) That's what's going to happen with me, right? Because, you know, you live another 50 years. It's going to go and come quick. I'm telling you it is. Days are passing like the white lines on the highway. Huh? Come on, how many used to be 15? Huh? What happened to 20? Huh? 30? What do you think is going to happen to 50 and 60? 70 and 80? Or more? Huh? You're going to look up and go, whoa. I'm living here today. Of the 155,000 people that leave the earth every day that die, I'm I'm sure most of them are surprised. Most of them are thinking, I I thought I'd have more time. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. But, uh, well, in a minute. What do we know? Help me out. We got two things we know. We know the Lord wasn't in the storm, right? That was the enemy. And we know the Lord was with them when they went. Every believer, every child of God, every young person, every child, we know that, right? The Lord was right there. Took them by the hand. There was was no vexation and torment, torment and horror. There, There was... Peace that passes understanding. There was. He received them into his glory. Hallelujah. Do you know that? Yes. You should know that. Yes. Hallelujah. Two things we know. We're off to a good start. How many of those two things goes a long way? Yes. Those two big things. Yes. Here's the third thing we know. They are with him. Right
1: now.
0: Heaven's a real place. Hmm? Just as real as Branson. Just much nicer. We thank God for Branson, but it don't compare with that place. Right? (laughs) No pain. No sorrow. hmm? No curse. We've never been in a place like that. I know uh, my grandmother, when her mother-in-law passed, not too long after that, she said, uh, she she's a praying woman, a godly woman. And she said she went to go to, to bed, and when she laid her head down on the pillow, the moment her head touched the pillow, she came up out of her body and went to heaven and saw her uh, mother-in-law and the family was taking it real hard and her mother-in-law told her some things to tell uh, the family to comfort them and help them and one of them was concerning my granddad, my grandmother's husband my uh, my grandmother's mother-in-law there, she asked him Quentin was his name, he's passed now too, Quentin my grandfather Said, has Quentin changed his way of living since mother's gone on? And my, my uh, grandmother said, she hung her head and said, no, Miss Nettie, I'll have to say no. <laughs> she said, will you tell him that since mother's passed, he has even more stock in heaven. And if he wants to see mother, he needs to change. Interesting, huh? So, anyway, after she came, then she came back and she told the family and a number of things were helped and changed. And eventually, years later, my granddad did give his heart to the Lord. Expecting to see him again. How many know you don't want to wait as long as you can? Because you don't know how long you've got to wait. Right? That's a foolish thing. And uh, anyway... She told us that once in a while, and over the years, she'd tell us again. And When I was in my early teens, maybe, I don't know, 13, 14, I asked her to tell me again about it. And when she'd talk about it, she'd tell it the same way every time. And when she'd talk about it, her tears would well up, and I could tell it had a pull on her. And I said, well, we called her Momo. I said, Momo, I said, would you have stayed if you could have? And and by that time, I'm old enough to realize when that happened, she's married, a young woman, she has a a young boy, and she has a child, a baby that's not very old. I guess, you know, infant, I guess. And I said, uh, Mama, would you have stayed? Her, Her eyes welled up with tears. She said, yeah, baby, I'd have stayed. I thought, wow. More powerful. Than anything else that was going on. She's just honest and said yeah. Out of state. Is heaven real? Is it wonderful? Beyond our imagination. They are there. Come on somebody say they are there. They are there. 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 Hallelujah. They are there. Every believer. That died in that incident every child every young one they're with him right now hmm? I don't refer to my loved ones and friends that have gone on in the past tense ever because they're they're not used to be they are huh hmm? Abraham Isaac and Jacob are they're not just people that used to be in or long gone. And uh, you shouldn't refer to them in the past tense. They are. They're with him. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What are they seeing? Oh. Have they been to the throne? Yes. Have they seen the winged creatures? Yes. Have they seen the glorious bow yes. behind the throne? Have they heard the cries of holy, holy? holy have they heard the angels and those that have already gone before sing have they heard songs that no human ear has ever heard before have they seen colors and smelled things and experienced things that no human in the flesh has experienced well then we can't be sad for them (laughs) huh we can't cry for them can we? No. Couldn't be for them. I know I mentioned when my dad went home and it was under less than ideal circumstances and he wasn't that old and it was bothering me. And I was doing what I'm just told you not to do. What if? Huh? What if we hadn't? And what if we had? And maybe. And why? And why not? Thinking about what you don't know. What will it do to you? Come on here. What will it do to you? It'll minister death to
1: you.
0: It'll minister death to you. Don't do it. If you're smart, you won't do it. But I I was doing some of it. That's one of the places I really learned some of this. And the Lord said this to me as I was laying there hurting. He said, "Uh, Keith, it's important to your dad that you see this right. Isn't that an interesting phrase? It's yes. right. like he's re- he's conveying a message to me. Well, where is my dad? He's with him. Yeah.
1: Right. 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 right,
0: right. For all I know, he said to the Lord, I want him to see this right. Yeah. And so the Lord just said to me, Your dad, won't you? See? <laughs> see that. <laughs> are they there? Or are they not there? Yeah. Are they them? Yes. They're them. They didn't change into something else. And he said, it's important. You're looking at this as a failure or as a loss or as a defeat. He said, your dad died in faith. He died in faith. And he gave me a phrase. He said, you might understand like this. He died with his boots on. (laughs) What does that mean? then it's, it's not a defeat. Amen. The best you can do is to live by faith. And when it comes time, die by faith. And if you die in faith and meet the glory and God takes your hand, should you feel like that's a loss? And, no. No. It's important to him, he said, that you see this right. Our loved ones that are there, do they want us to hurt? Do they want us to cry? Do they want us to rehash things we don't know in our minds and let it vex us and torment? If we'd listen to them, what would they tell us? What would they tell us? (laughs) Even if there were some things that wasn't the best, what would they tell us? Ah, forget about that. Forget about you got to see where I am. I have forgot about it. I assure you of that. You got to see what we're doing here. You, you, you got to see. And the Bible said with the Lord, a thousand years is like a day. So those that are with him now are experiencing time as he does, which is the right way. It's us. have a skewed perception of time. We think 40 years, 100 years is a long, long, long time. But if a thousand years to God is like a day, then 40 years is like an hour. If you do the math, it's like an hour. And so if you lived here another 40 years and then go to be with the Lord, your loved one that went there today will look at you and go, you're already here. I've just been here an hour or so. And I know we love people. I know we love them. I know we miss them. There are times we'd want to be with them and talk to them. I know that. I know that. But by the grace of God, can you hold out another hour? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. For some people, it's 15 minutes. <laughs> Now, I know you think it's a long, long time, but it's not. Come on, those of you that have been alive for a few years. Huh? It is passing by, I'm telling you. Days and times passing by like white lines on the highway. I mean, soon and very soon, you'll look up and you'll realize, I'm leaving here. This is my last day here. And then you're going to sense the most glorious presence. (laughs) And then you're going to feel somebody take your hand, a hand you ain't never felt like that before. You're going to go, it's him, it's him, it's him, it's him. And there won't be any fear in you. No no matter what's happened at the moment in the natural, what has happened in the years and decades before that, it won't matter. I said it won't matter. You're with him. And now all is right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All is peace. All is joy. If we care about our loved ones that have gone on, what would they tell us about our crying and our grieving and our hurting? They're not gone. They're not ended. They're not past tense. They're not no more. They just relocated. Hmm. They slipped out of their body, them, and they went to be with him. He was there to meet them. And they are experiencing joy unspeakable and full of glory, and they don't want us to hurt. Do you believe it or not? They don't want us to hurt. They'd actually be believing with us for the strength and grace we need to finish our hour. Right? Right? until we're there with them. And we know, somebody said, no, 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 No. we we know, we know, this is true, and listen to 1 Thessalonians 4, 13. We know this is happening soon. He said, I'd not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them that are asleep, till my bodies are asleep that you saw even the body that's not the end of it even as others which have no hope are we like people who have no hope we are not like people who have no hope we have a glorious hope and expectation and and an expectation of glory verse 14 if we believe that Jesus died and rose again do you? how many believe that Jesus died And rose again. Then even so also. Which sleep in Jesus. Will God bring with him. When he comes back. They're going to be with him. Now that's a a trip. Is that right? Not only is the Lord coming back. They're all coming with him. When he comes. Oh hallelujah. And when you see the Lord come. Whether you're raised also or whether you're still alive and remain, you'll see him and it'll be amazing. But you'll also go, I know that guy. I know that guy. I know her. I know him. I know them. There he is. And it will be so wonderful to see people that you hadn't seen for years. Hallelujah. Verse 15. This we say to you by the word of the Lord. By the word of the Lord. This we know. That we which are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Is that going to be amazing to see? Worldwide. My, my, my. And uh, verse 17, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. You always wanted to fly.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you are going to soar yeah. into the clouds and you're going to meet the Lord yeah. in the air. Yeah. And you're going to be airborne. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a fairy tale. No. This is the word of God. We know this. To meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. We will always be with him and they're with him. So we're going to be with them and him. We will never be separated again. We're separated for an hour. Now. God time. Or two, whatever the case might be. Or 15 minutes. But after this. Never again. Yeah, that's right. We will never be separated from them again. I know people say that a common phrase is sorry about your loss. Yeah. Right. I understand what they mean by that, but I didn't lose them right. in that sense. They just moved.
1: Yeah.
0: Is this true or not? Yeah. They just relocated. Yeah. I'm going to see them again soon. Yeah. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And don't don't remorse, I mean, when I when that happened with my dad. Some of the things that bothered me is I thought, well, there there were things I wanted to do with him. And I had just financially got to the place where maybe we could do some things and that. And and, um, I thought, well, there were were things I wanted to do. And there were things that I had planned to do. And, And the Lord interrupted me. He said, who said you won't get to do them? He said, some things you won't care about. Other things you will still get to do. He said, your dad's not just in your past. He's in your future. We know this. Come on, somebody say, I know this. I know, I know this. And when you think about this, does it hurt you? Does it bring you down? Does it cause you pain? Or does it give you life and peace? Then why not keep thinking about this? Right? Keep on thinking about this, talking about this. And don't let your mind go down that other path where there's nothing but pain. Hallelujah. What do we know? Gave you three things, three simple things. Huh? What do we know? God was not in the storm. Don't let anybody mess with you on that. What else? When they went, the Lord was right there. He took them by the hand. The moment they went, there was no fear. There was no torment. There was no anguish. They were encapsulated. They were cocooned, engulfed in his love, in his presence, precious in his sight. Hmm? It's the death of his saints. And he receives them and us into glory. We know that. What else do we know? We know where they are right now. They're with him. We know this and we know that soon we'll be with them we'll be together with the Lord and with them forever we will never throughout the ages throughout eternity we'll never be separated again we'll be together with the Lord and with them and with all the family of God in fact you're going to meet great 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 grandmas and grandpas you never knew you had and you're going to like them a lot huh? you're going to talk to Moses Moses is there Abraham Joseph you know brother Jesse Duplantis said he had an experience where he was caught up and one of the people that he saw was David King David and he said David asked him he said Jesse uh, uh, I hear you're a musician (laughs) well David's a musician you know he said, yeah, I, I play some. He said, he said, what do you play? He said, well, I, I play the piano some. He said, the piano is a, a cabinet with some, he said, David interrupted. He said, I know what a piano is.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's something we tend to think of people as they were thousands of years ago. Well, they, they've existed all this time. What do they know? We don't know what they know. But uh, I'm guessing they know a lot. Right? <laughs> it's going to be glorious. I said it's going to be glorious. 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 But until then, there's a reason why we're still here. Right? The, the the Lord said, Jesus said, the harvest is great. The laborers are few. not too many. Few. Few. We don't need less people doing the things of God. We need a whole lot more. This job is so big. The preachers can't do all this job. Every believer needs to be in their place, doing everything they can and are supposed to do. For the full duration of their time down here. Because soon and very soon you're going to be out of here. I'm going to be out of here. We need to be doing what we can while we can. Yeah. Hmm? Right. And instead of just you know wishing it was already over and, and, and trying to hurry it up. It will come soon enough. Amen. It will. That's true. And the main thing we need to be thinking about is not how quick we can get out of here. But that we do our job. That right. we accomplish right. what we were born yeah. and what we were put here to do. We accomplish our part That's right. do you agree yeah. now one thing that I want us to know and then I believe we'll, we'll finish here this was unexpected right I mean the storm the wind the incident the people going totally unexpected How can you deal with that? Because this world is a dangerous, dangerous place. The enemy is always trying to to find some way to still kill, and destroy. There's so much we don't know. What's the answer? There's only one answer. We need to be ready to go at any moment. Are y'all with me, friends? Yes,
1: sir.
0: There's only one way to keep from living in fear about this. We need to be ready to go. Yes. Don't assume you've got another 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. Do not assume you got another day. Yes. Right? Amen. There's so much we don't know. Now, I think when we get to heaven for the first, maybe the first hundred years, yeah. <laughs> from time to time, I think we'll exclaim, Oh, 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 no wonder. Oh, I see that now. Oh, but when you were down here, you just, you see through a glass darkly. Hmm? You know in part. There is a solution. How can I live free from the fear hmm? of what might happen what could happen? There's one way and one way only. You must be born again. Hmm? Right? And those that have gone on uh, in these last couple of days, especially the adults now, what would they tell them? What would they want you to know? What would they want all their loved ones to know? All their friends? What would be one of the top things they'd want you to know? Well, what my grandmother's mother-in-law told her. She wants to make sure all the family comes to be with her at the right Is that right? At the right time. If we want this thing to be reunited forever, then everybody's got to be in the family of God. And the only way you get in the family of God is to be born again. And not just be born again and then see how worldly you can live. We need to live ready to go at any moment. Do you agree with this or not, saints? We need to be ready to go at any moment. Hallelujah. Would you stand on your feet, please? Psalm 116, if you'd put that up on the screen. Psalm 116 is where we read, verse 15, said precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of who? Who? His saints. saints. It's not your perfect living that makes you a saint. It's your faith in Jesus. He's made us holy. He's made us righteous with his own holiness and righteousness. But back up, that's verse 15. Back up to verse 12 and notice how he got there. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Then he says, precious in in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. How many think that is the right thing to do? Take the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I want you to either, if it's the first time, receive Jesus right here, right now. And affirm audibly your faith in him. If you've gotten away, come back and reaffirm your faith. We're going to all do it together. And uh, you don't have to clean yourself up and fix up yourself first. If you could do it, Jesus' sacrifice wouldn't have been necessary. you're just willing to come to him and trust him to help you with the rest of it. But you receive him And you're born again And if you hadn't been right You repent You draw near to him He draws near to you And you can be right again How many, how many want to live this way Ready at any moment hmm? That if you find yourself slipping out of here That's okay You knew one of these days it was going to come Right You're looking for that presence You're looking for that hand on yours And it'll be there How many know God is faithful it will be there. Yes. Said out loud. Father God. Father God I, believe in you. I believe in you. I trust in you. I believe in your son Jesus. That he did go to the cross. And he, the cross, and he, paid, the and he paid the price. For all my sins. For all my sins every failure. Every, failure every, mistake. every mistake. I do believe that you love, me, that
1: you love
0: me. And me and are reaching your arms toward me and I am precious to you and, to you. and I receive, and I receive all, that Jesus has done. And all that Jesus has done I receive
1: cleansing
0: I receive, cleansing. I receive washing, I
1: receive,
0: washing. I, receive I receive the blood of the Lamb, the blood of the Lamb. I receive I Forgiveness for for all my sins sins. I receive receive. your Holy Spirit Spirit. I receive receive. eternal life life. And I confess confess. Jesus Jesus. You are are. my Lord My My Savior My Redeemer Redeemer. My My everything Come into me Fill me, Fill me. Cleanse me. I am yours, I am yours and, you are mine. and you are mine. I will walk by faith, walk by faith with you, with you. In, this in this life and I will die by faith, die by faith with, you with you when the time comes. The time comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, just lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. And worship Him. Altar workers, would you come to the front? Lift up your hands and praise the Lord and give glory to Him. Hallelujah! If you did that for the first time today, step out from wherever you are and come down to the front to these prayer workers. Let them rejoice with you. If you got any any questions about any of this, don't hesitate. If you if you know that you.